boss creates fear. A leader, confidence. A boss fixes blame. A leader corrects mistakes. A boss knows all. A leader asks questions. A boss makes work grudgery. A leader makes it interesting. Russell H. Ewing, author. What is the language of leadership? It is the skills, traits, lessons learned, communications, and inspirations of leaders. The Language of Leadership podcast will help you develop the successful tools renowned leaders have discovered and have used effectively, sharing with you how to be the leader you desire to be and the leader your team will desire to follow. Now, here's your host, Chuck Marting. On this week's episode of The Language of Leadership, we interview Mikhail Stavisky. Mikhail, nicknamed Mr. Consistency, is a best-selling author in the personal development field and a business coach. He's obsessed with changing the world through daily habits, starting with his own habits in his world. Mikhail preaches and practices consistent daily action. He believes this is the means to achieve success in any area of life, from parenting to business. And now, our interview with Mikhail Stavisky. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Language of Leadership. I'm your host, Chuck Marting, and today I have a special guest with me, Michael Stavisky. He is a uh, member of the ISI, or Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind, Um, and I've had a couple interactions with him on calls that we have been on and um, felt that he would be an awesome guest to have on the show. So I'm glad that uh, you reached out to Kel and uh, we were able to connect and to have you here on the language of leadership. So thank you for being here. You're most welcome, Chuck. It's my pleasure. Awesome. You have a website called expandbeyondyourself.com and you're a pretty well accomplished author of, golly, how many books? 19. Holy cow. And I'm struggling just to try and figure out how to write one book. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, You have a very... Well, the struggle is the biggest at the first book. Yeah, there's there's so many different things. Uh, And I felt with your background, the things that you do, that it would be appropriate to have you on as a guest to talk about leadership and and some of the things that you have found that can help us and and becoming better leaders and to lead better. So with that, I want to have you go ahead and just give a short introduction to yourself. And if we can talk about that, that would be great. Well, I'm Michal Stavitsky, live in Poland, uh, 44 years old, over 20 years married, uh, three kids. I quit my day job in uh, Coopers last year, and I'm full-time author coach and i have my book advertising business uh, where we advertise books for other authors on amazon wow so there's a lot of different things there how have you been able to i guess with you being in in poland being in a a foreign country and then interacting with um, a lot of the men that are on isi and other people have you found that leadership, some of the things that people say about leadership or how you should 
uh, develop your your abilities and your capabilities of leading, are they similar to what we have here in the United States and what you've experienced in Europe? Yeah, I think they are very uh, similar, pretty universal. Um, like it's always kind of surprise for uh, Westerners that we are actually in the Western Hemisphere. We are in this culture. We have um, a lot of influence from the East, but mm-hmm. still we are firmly Western mindset other than maybe a specific Polish mindset which comes from the history. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty universal. Uh, Is it, something- it, it comes down to... Uh, Say what you think, uh, do what you say. Like it's always the same in every language in every nation. Because if you do not stick to that, then whole leadership is really uh, a facade. It's it's not something authentic that you cannot lead because your people see you, see uh, right through you, always and everywhere. And that's why, really, to lead people, you need to. Uh, be a man of integrity and that's the most important thing character is a very big thing I feel uh, I just got done doing another podcast with a guest and that was one of the things that, that she had explained to me well as well is that your character your word and how you conduct yourself are very important especially when you're dealing with team members who see you and they watch you and then at some point they emulate or you they do the things that you do because that appears to be the right thing to do um one of the books that you have is the art of persistence and i wanted to talk about a little bit about that or whatever else you feel with leadership would be very would be helpful to us because i one of the things that i've seen is I, with with my business in dealing with clients, I deal with a lot of leaders, and those leaders sometimes feel lost. They're sometimes they've they were the employee, and then they were promoted, and they were a very good employee, and now they're a leader, and they they kind of get dropped into that position without any experience, any training, or never having to lead people. And they encounter a lot of different difficulties, like the loneliness of being a leader, not knowing where to turn, where to find help, how to develop the skills to be a good leader, like communication, being able to be able to communicate and talk to people and being an example or, or things that a lot of leaders worry about. And, and sometimes they don't come across the way they should. What do you feel in your experience and what you've seen would help a leader in developing skills when they first get made a leader? Or what what would you do to be a better leader if you were put into that position? Well, I put myself in that position. I founded my own company. I now have a small team I'm leading. And uh, I just got uh, coaching accreditation this week. And so it's you know, talking one-on-one with another person and this is what they pay me for. And my wife was talking with her cousin that, like, how come, Michal, he was always 
no, behind the computer screen, and that was where he was happy, the introvert. And now people pay him for talking with him. Come on, that's that's unimaginable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, w- one thing is is yes, you can develop yourself. That's absolutely true. It's not that okay. You are promoted, so uh, it's it, n- new world, and uh, you are secured. No, really, you can develop yourself and. Uh, and grow up uh, to this position um yeah and i think that's a big uh component of, of being a leader uh, personal development uh, right after my coaching training uh, my mastermind buddy asked me okay what does it mean to be a better coach and i was yeah i don't really think that's even a right question because in coaching focus shouldn't be on me but on the client Mm. I asked my mentor and she said, well, uh, personal development, that's the key. Uh, And then it was a light bulb moment for me because I work on my personal development for years. That's why I was a decent coach from day one Uh, because I had it really. I I work on that unknowingly. And you also mentioned art of persistence and uh, in leadership, especially communication is a lot of art of persistence uh, i remember dave ramsey talking uh, on his podcast that only when you are sick of repeating the same thing for the uh, thousand time okay you probably uh, are doing it right yeah that's when they hear it for the first time uh, so repetition repetition and repetition so consistency and on on the example of my uh, business uh, i try to run in according to business on purpose principles uh, shout out to scott Vibi, also from isi and uh, he put systems into everything in the business uh, and one of the systems are weekly meetings weekly meetings on which one of the question is always okay how are you seeing us live out or mission vision values so every week we go back to our vision mission values and not in uh, some uh you know theoretical way but how you see us living it out Mm. this week the interaction we had the job you've done and so on and that's repetition and that's after a year people can know the values of the business by heart more importantly they don't just know it they live by it uh, so this is how you really build culture and this is how you lead because leading is in the end i think building a culture uh, because otherwise it's like you are this giant and everybody follows you no that's not really a reality for 99.99 uh, people on this uh, plane yeah there are some giants among us I'm not one of them, and most of us aren't, so we better muster up some support from our team. And this is the way you you get it, by communicating what we are about, what we want to achieve, and then repeating it regularly. You know, there's a a couple of things that you had mentioned in there that I feel um, are worth exploring a little bit more. You talked about your mission values. How do you... How do you develop that? How do you 
set your values and in, in your mission for that? Yeah, so in Business on Purpose, uh, they teach us to start from that. And actually, I was building my business from scratch. So I maybe not started from that. I was already serving a couple of customers when I started working on my vision, but it was close to it. It's so much easier at the beginning than when you have a team of 100 people and already established ways and actually established culture. And I heard great uh, definition of your culture, what people think uh, of your company on a Sunday evening, thinking that they are going to work tomorrow. That's your culture. <laughs> so when you start at the beginning, you have like, you explore within yourself and maybe with with the realm of experiences you, you had up to date and with your customers. So how would you like this business to, to fit your life, your lifestyle, your family, uh, spare time, uh, serving your God and everything else between? So it takes some time. It's not you will get this light from above and you will just write it out in uh, 10 minutes. Nope. You need to work on it, ponder this, reflect upon it. Uh, actually... It takes me back to the moment when I started to turn my life around in 2012. And uh, one of the early stages was writing my personal mission statement. And it took me a whole month, more than a month, of just pondering, asking myself questions, doing some mental exercises, writing down what I imagined, and then chiseling out what was superficial, unnecessary. That's the process. So like Stephen Covey said in his book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, start with them end in mind. Mm. And then you can go in that direction. But if you do not have this end, you just wander around. So your culture will be random. Okay, some uh, characteristics of you, some characteristics of your Here's the employees and how you do things, and that's it. So in order to really hammer in the values or, uh, into your business, it's really to have the clear vision. Okay, what's the business about? How do, do we serve our customers, our employees, and the whole community? So that's the vision. From vision, uh, you condense it to mission, which is... We do this so they can do that. Yeah. So, for example, in my business resurrecting books, we we make dreams closer to reality for yeah. everybody involved. My team, the authors, even the readers who uh, find their books and like they find it on some purpose, they want knowledge or entertainment. So that that's our mission. Uh, this whole vision condensed to us and then so the world can know what we are about. And there is very, very smart, I would say, um, exercise to condense your values from your vision because this is how they taught us in a Business on Purpose. You read through your vision story and then you underline things that just catch your attention. This and that. And then you may create a cloud words and uh, see what what 
sticks outwards like the common denominator mm-hmm. of those fragments and then you can condense to few specific values and also like values can be you know very short and obvious like trust but then what does trust mean in implementing of your business in my business it means we have no contracts with our customers i don't have contracts with my employees everything is on the handshake on the word because i need that level of trust in my business when i had been starting uh, i was the one man one man army i ceos if everything everything officer i had to do everything so doing some paperwork was one additional thing i had no time and energy for and if you cannot trust me we shouldn't do business that's that's my approach and it serves me even better when we grow Mm -hmm. so yeah this is this the process i I recommend you write your vision story uh, and you don't have to write it in one sitting it can be a month uh, uh, in doing uh, because you need to to figure out all the aspects yeah how you interact with your customers what products you uh, offer uh, how big is your team and how do you work is this remote or local and you think everything through and put it on paper and once it's ready then you read through it once again and underline those things which really speak to you and then from them like take them away and you will see the picture okay this is this value that value i really want to emphasize this in my business and they become your core values upon which you base your uh, business and the way you operate it's interesting that you say that because i i think a lot of times people feel that they have to do something like right now it, it has to be done right now but then what what you're saying is you know it may take time to develop that and to to let it it it's a function of clarity i remember reading in, in uh, the seven habits of uh, highly effective people a story of the guy i couldn't spell his name uh, but he hammered out his personal mission statement in the flight from uh, states to hawaii so three four hours and bam he had it in one sentence my personal mission statement was over a thousand words long because wow. my life was a mess uh, so I and I I had very little clarity. So that's the function of clarity. Because if you are in your business for a decade and you've had your battles and you know who are the worst customers, who are the best ones, it will be easy for you to to create a vision. But if you just work to get by, didn't put much intentionality into what you are doing, then yeah, of course, it will take some time. How do you prioritize those things? Because I I can see as I'm trying to develop that thinking of different aspects of of being a leader and how all those things are important to me, but I'm going to have to prioritize that and figure out what are the most important for me to place in my my mission statement. Um, And, you know, if you're developing that mission statement, is that something that, that you can change? Is it something that changes as you grow as a leader? 
changes, I would say, to big word, but you, you can modify it. That's for sure. Okay, modify like it. You yeah. outgrow some things, and you add some things, and you achieve some things, and it's like, like I could cross it off. Like it's already done, so shouldn't be part of of the vision. It's obvious. So, so you uh, can make adjustments. And, and sometimes. As you go. Yeah, and sometimes it's like uh, I was starting from this point of lack of clarity. Then whatever happens to get into your vision story, into your crevasse, it may be some you know external influence you are not aware of. But then after working with it for uh, some time, several months, a year, you just feel inside, okay, that's just not sitting right within me. So you just expel it because... In the end, it's like, okay, I wanted to shine brightly in front of others, for example. Yeah, so that was vanity instead of, of the point of uh, service, approach of, of service. So, oh, no, I don't really want that. Uh, but only with practice, you can verify that. Uh, you you ask about prioritization uh, of, of this work. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like with personal development. Many people think it is like a nice to have thing. No, it's the fierce thing to have, especially if you are a leader. Because like uh, I was talking about coaching, becoming a better coach, uh, it depends on my personal development. If I do not prioritize this, it won't happen on its own. If you do not prioritize your vision, mission, values, they will not materialize uh, in your Word document one day. Not gonna to happen. Amen. And they are so important that if you have no time, you should just get a vacation one, two days and think only on that so you have some basis. Yeah, this is so important. And then along the way, I'm also a business coach and I see a lot of even because I'm I'm uh, coaching mostly solopreneurs, even at this solopreneurship level, people are so busy they have no time to think, no time to reflect, to ponder, to wonder what are their values, uh, yeah. what is the mission of it. So and and like I see the biggest value of my coaching in the uh, fact that I'm creating the space for them to think for one hour a week. That's all they need really to straighten out uh, their businesses. Uh, but on their own, they won't do it. So that may be like the ultimate hack to hire someone. <laughs> so you have one uh, one hour a week to think over your business. You know, it's, it's funny because I think that sometimes as a leader, we're trying to help people have that time of reflection and, and to be able to develop themselves. But we're the we're the ones that that need it the most, and we don't take advantage of it. Um, you talked about self talk. How important is self talk when you're going through these processes and learning to be a leader? No, self talk is a very complicated subject. Like everybody has their own self talk, and it's usually the function of how we were raised up. Uh, so just your history and your history is, is like an echo in your head most of the time, especially 
in the example, uh, instance being promoted. Yeah. So that wasn't your reality. Now it is. Yeah. And your self-talk is so much different than it should be. Yeah. So it's, it's a complicated topic. Uh, uh, it's really a bit how human mind operates because as I said, everybody talks uh, to themselves and most of us talk to ourselves so harshly that it's just unspeakable. We wouldn't say that to anybody on the planet, uh, but we are talking this to, to ourselves. Our worst critic. Uh, and I was I was the victim of that. Yeah. I wrote the whole book, Power Up Your Self-Talk, because uh, I just reverse engineered what I did to improve my self-talk, to, to change myself. And in the end, I would say... Uh, the change in your self-talk is based on the change of your on the shift of your identity. Yeah. So yeah, you must embrace that. Okay, now you are a leader, and it's not a privilege. Uh, it's not luck. It's just who you are. And period. So uh, like, for example, beating yourself up has no place. Like this is so common and so stupid because uh, in the end we are the ones responsible for our lives and by beating yourself up you you are beating the only person who can <laughs> help you get out of this situation it's, it's brainless but we do it all the time and uh, in my book i recommended a few things and most of them start on the awareness level mindfulness because Self-talk is mostly automatic and we are pretty hopeless when it comes to dealing with uh, autopilot. So what you need actually in the first place is this space between the impulse and the stimulus and your action. And to create this like meditation, prayer, uh, reflection, uh, time in nature, all that kind of things, this is where you really can, you know, mindfulness is the space when you can grow your self-awareness, the self-awareness in this positive sense, not that you feel observed by everyone and, and feel like a teenager who is very self-conscious about all the actions. Nope. It's about being uh, positively self-aware. So, okay, what, what I've just done, that's not so useful. Okay. Uh, let's change it the next time or let's apologize this person or whatever else yeah because you can catch yourself on the moment i remember pat flynn telling about this when he started to practice meditation mm. and he he was like and then several hours later uh, in the day i can catch myself reaching out my, my hand reaches out to mouse to to move to another window and I'm like, what's going on? It's like it has its own life. But he could notice that because he trained mindfulness. Yeah, being aware. I I think that is something that is a skill to be developed over time. It's not something immediately. I I know that I've personally had, you know, they call it monkey mind, where you have all these different things coming in and you're trying to focus and and to do those things, and, and, and it can be very challenging. Um, at least it has been for me. So I, I understand that. What do you do to keep 
motivated and to keep yourself progressing? What did, what are the things that you recommend in order? To... Uh, it's like Zig Ziglar said. People say motivation doesn't last. Neither does path. Yeah, so that's why we recommend it daily. And this is what I do. I, I have my own rituals to self-motivate myself. And I I'm firmly convinced that without them, I wouldn't be so uh, consistent, so persistent. And because life gets in a way, it's, it's not a heaven on earth. It's earth on earth. And uh, this is not a perfect world. And there will be days when you feel like doing nothing, uh, but still things need to be done. So I wrote my personal mission statement, and I would say I recommend it for everybody on this planet. Uh, in the end, it's who you want to become at the end of your life. Huge vision for yourself. Uh, the like core exercise for that is imagine your funeral and writing down a eulogy, what people will tell about you. And so this is how you want uh, to end your life. And then you want to live your life so you can end it like that. Uh, so I created my personal mission statement. I repeat it every day. I created a vision board based on it. Uh, watch it practically every day. I have a list of quotes that really shaped my personal philosophy. and. It's, I think I have like 100 or 200 quotes there. I just randomly scroll through this document and read every 10 of, of it on, on randomly. But like they remind me uh, what's important for me. I have four books that influenced me very much, shaped my personal philosophy. And it was actually my, you know, conscious decision. I read the book and I was like, Whoa, that's profound. I, I want to live like that. And so then I read all those four books or five. Well, I wouldn't say that. that The, the fifth one is really a spiritual exercise. So uh, I, I'm just spiritually exercising. But the four books, uh, I read just like paragraph or a page. That's all every day. And like I should know. Uh, some of them by heart because I uh, read them for the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but this is, again, it, it's reminding myself about my identity, who I want to be. Mm. And then, because I do it in the morning, it's intentional, then I have this intention for the whole day, no matter what happens, yeah? And when bad, that day happens, my chances for surviving through it uh, are, are higher than if I just, you know, started the day from the news or Facebook feed. So so starting your day intentionally and uh, knowing, really having this clarity, okay, what you are about and reminding yourself about this. This is what motivates me, what keeps me on course. One of the things that I recently just started to incorporate into my day that I feel has, has given me more perspective and has allowed me to start my day in a positive light. And I heard this from uh, a, a man named Bedros Kulian. Have you heard of Bedros? Yes. He, he talks about giving, starting his day 
giving gratitude to three people where he either emails them or he texts them or makes contact with them that day and expresses his gratitude for them, regardless of whether it is being in his life, being an example, whatever the case may be. And I have found that to be a very powerful tool first thing in the morning because it makes me sit and reflect about all the people in my life and the ones who have made an impact on me and why. And I think sometimes we don't take the opportunity to allow people to know what impact they've made in our life. We know what, what they've done and what they've meant to us, but sometimes we don't verbalize that to them and allow them to know that they've had that effect on us. I think that self-talk is something that's very powerful. And I think it's something that we don't take enough time to develop and to learn. And so I want to thank you for going into detail on that, because I think it's something that um, is very powerful as a leader is to not only that, but to trust yourself, to know that, that you can make those decisions and those choices and that it can better yourself. So thank you for, for talking about that. That was, that was very powerful. It was good. You know, we've been, we've been speaking for a little bit on this, but I wanted to ask you, you know, on, on your business, when you are working with your employees or even your virtual assistants, we were talking before the podcast and I have a virtual assistant too, and she is awesome. She does so many things to help with the success of the podcast and stuff. How do you take time for yourself to develop or to continue to develop the things that you do. You've, you have many books that you've put together. Your blog posts are amazing. I've read a couple of those and scrolled through a lot of them. And, and there's a lot of content, a lot of valuable content that is there. And I think that that's something that we need to, to address too, is, is how do you develop or continue to develop your content, your ability to to grow and to share with other people. What is your process? Yeah, content is just uh, like one aspect. Uh, I habitualize everything. Like if I know that something is important for me, then I turn it into a habit. Mm. So I'm a writer, I write. Recently, I started a coaching practice. I need to find clients, so I'm active in a few entrepreneurship communities, just interacting with them on a daily basis so people know who I am and if opportunity strikes, uh, then I can talk about myself that, okay, this is what I do. Or just it may be someone else will point them out. Okay, Michal is talking about it all the time. Uh, ask him. Uh, so if I know what's important for me, I turn it into a habit. And mm -hmm. some of the things I told you about my morning ritual, my personal statement, other things. I exercise every day. I study the Bible every day, pray every day, and so on. Like things which are. I recognize as important in my life. I turn them into habits. Uh, so, like, 
writing half an hour a day is, is part of my daily routine. Like, uh, you know, those weekly meetings are part of my weekly routine, weekly meetings with my team, because it's important. Yeah, if we without those touch points, they wouldn't develop this cultural mindset because they wouldn't be familiar with it and so on and so on. And there is like a whole lot to talk about when it comes to developing habits, which is really my passion. It's how I changed my life. So uh, I, after the fact, I learned a lot about how to develop good habits. I recommend Tiny Habits and Atomic Habits, two books which are really, really good on the subject. What, what, uh, so you have a few of those books that are here. Which one would you recommend that someone start with? They go to your, to your website or they reach out to you. Which book would you recommend to start with? I would say I have those uh, 19 books and almost everyone is about something different. Some are very specific. Like I have a book about overcoming, overcoming shyness. So if you're a shy person, especially shy, talking to, to strangers, like this is your book, this is where you should start if it's a big struggle in life. But the universal, so I recognize four books which are universal. My first book, A Personal Ambition Statement, your roadmap to happiness. So about how to write your personal ambition statement, how to go through the process so you end up with the authentic mission. And then you just not just put it into the drawer, but really you're using it. Mm -hmm. Art of Persistence, uh, the art of persistence, because as I said, uh, what's important in your life should be a habit. So should be practice over a long period of time. Also trickle down mindset, which is how to really shape your own mindset, your personal philosophy. Because this is another thing we human beings are very poor at, which is changing how how we think uh, about the world, uh, consciously changing it. So not just random influences, but random encounters. But okay, I read this book. It's, it spoke to me. So how do I make it a part of my philosophy and then live by it? And the last will be the power up uh, your self-talk because if you deal with negative self-talk, then everything else is really... Uh, battle so if you deal with this issue it will be so much easier to deal with all the other things in your life you're exactly right i think self-talk is one of those things that we don't take advantage of and realize the power that it has and so i'm grateful that, that you were able to touch on that and to share that with us because i think that it's something that people don't often think about or they think was something that they need to do. Um, I know that it's valuable for myself. I learned the power of, of self-talk and, and how it can affect you from uh, Jack Canfield. He has a exercise called the mirror exercise where you spend a moment, uh, a few minutes of your time. You know, of course you need to tell people in your house that, you're going to be talking out loud to yourself so they don't think you're doing something weird in the bathroom or something. But you, you tell yourself, you recognize, hey, you you had a great day. These are the things that you accomplished. Um, and then 
talking about what you're going to do and how you're proud of yourself for, you know, maybe not having that chocolate cake at lunch because you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to work out that you did a good thing. Um, just positive self-talk to yourself. And then the, it, it sounds crazy, but the hardest and kind of the weirdest thing for me at the end is, is to look at yourself and tell yourself that you love yourself, you know, because it's just kind of weird. You're just like, you know, you're not used to telling yourself, I love me, you know, and you say, I love you. And uh, it, after you do that a few times, though, it kind of, it gets easier and you start getting better at, at recognizing. And that's how I started to develop my own self-talk was to take that five or 10 minutes every night before I went to bed and to just kind of have that review with myself and, and, and to make sure that I was on track. And, and it's kind of like what you're saying, you know, it's, it's powerful. It's something that's going to help you and it's going to help you grow as a leader um, and to develop the tools that you will need to be successful. So thank you for that. Um, I wanted to take a moment and, and to recognize you, Mikael, because I don't think enough people recognize us for the things that we're trying to accomplish. I, I'm doing coaching as well. And to be able to take the time to listen to somebody and to be able to find those things that they may not see themselves, uh, that we can help them develop. A lot of times they have those answers. They know what the process is, but it takes somebody like yourself to be able to have the patience and the understanding to, to listen to somebody and to love people and to be able to help them help themselves. I think that's a powerful gift. And for you to be able to have that and to be able to share the thoughts and the the things that have been successful in your life and, and you've, you've put it out to the world. I want to thank you for doing that because of you, my life is better because I'm able to take these things and to internalize them and to grow because of your experiences and you taking the time to do that with everybody else. We're going to benefit for that. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you, Tech. You're most welcome. It's a pleasure for me. Uh, and I appreciate the honor. Uh, it's always an honor to be in front of someone else's audience and serve them. Thank you. You know, before we close, there's there's one thing that I always close with with our guests. And if you were to, to be here uh, and you were to find yourself in Colorado for some weird reason <laughs> and we were to get together and to go have lunch or just to, to see each other, and we were having a conversation, Mikhail, what would be the one thing that you would say to me, Chuck, you've got to read this or you need to look at this. It's going to help you in your development and to become a better leader. What would that, what would that be? There's so many things, but I think I would recommend, gosh, he changed the name of the podcast, the Good Life podcast uh, by Brian Buffini. It was the Brian Buffini show. This guy is probably a billionaire now, and he approaches several hundred podcast episodes. Oh, wow. Some of them are in are the interviews with with other folks. Some uh, like half half is what he just teaches because he's very good 
public speaker uh, as well. And there are so many lessons. I learned so much from uh, that podcast and some episodes I keep as reference points when I think, for example, there is one on run rest cycle because we do not take enough rest. It's so obvious. And he has the whole episode, half an hour episode about this issue and things, basic things like kindness, like gratitude, like he gets plenty of episodes, like the whole palette of things you need to be a good leader and a successful person. And it's a great, great podcast. I recommend it to everyone who is committed to their own personal development. And as a leader, you have to be. That's like one of your functions. Well, I will make sure that we have that in our show notes for our listeners to be able to refer to. And also all your information, your website, and how to get a hold of you. So I just want to thank you for being on the Language of Leadership and for giving us an insight and your thoughts on how to better develop and become better leaders. I I really, truly think that it's because of, of men and, and women, but men like yourself that um, take the time to to give and to be able to share that we're able to become better leaders. So. Uh, I look forward to having you on as a guest again on the language of leadership and just want to thank you for being here with us today and, and sharing with us. You're most welcome, Jack. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the language of leadership. This podcast is dedicated to help you navigate your leadership journey. You will learn the language and skills you need to be the leader you want to be. Remember, The language of leadership is an art. It is why your team wants to follow you. Take care.